Bet the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Powering through a little bit of sickness today, but Connor, we had probably the best college basketball weekend of the season thus far. Buzzer beaters, wild finishes, crazy comebacks. It's basically March. At yeah, the, the end calendar of might say February, but it was full on March on Saturday. I mean, it was it was like college basketball took a stranglehold over sports. Yes, or this weekend. Yes, and I, oddly enough, was seeing a lot of like casuals that I follow talking about the sport of basketball, which is awesome. We're getting to that time of year where everybody kind of diverts their attention over to the college basketball world. And I know you got a lot to catch up on, but this was a good weekend to deliver for those people. Hell yes, it was. So, quick rundown here, kicking it off like normal to the best conference in college basketball, the Big 12. Kansas beats West Virginia 76-74. Absolute dogfight. Yeah. Um, I'm probably with a lot of other people that had Kansas Moneyline mixed in a lot of parlays and a little bit. Well, and you Got knew that I, like, the spread was nine, and I really had wanted it to drop, but it didn't, so I stayed away from it. But, yeah, Kansas Moneyline was definitely in some parlays. Yeah, that was a very, very worrisome game, but... It's good for Kansas, I think, to honestly play in these tight games and kind of find a way to to win at the end. Especially with your defense stepping up in this game like they did, especially on that last possession, letting, making sure West Virginia did not get a shot off. Yeah, um, I know West, this is awesome for West Virginia, but unfortunately in basketball there's no like... Moral victories. Yeah, <laughs> you have to win the games because yeah. quad, it's quads, so mm-hmm. you have to have quad one, two wins, whatever. This is going to go as a quad one loss. There's no brownie points for keeping it to two. I just, in a big picture thing, like West Virginia's 5-11 and in the Big 12. I don't want this team in the tournament. I hate that. Like a team that's 5-11 and in their own conference, I get it's the Big 12. Like this, this team has no business being in the tournament. I mean, still. Like give me Charleston. Let me Charleston in. Let New Mexico in. Like yeah. I don't want a team that's 5-11 and in their conference tournament, which – Honestly, they might not end up being in. Like, yeah. they still have some work to do. Yeah, they're, I mean, kind of a couple of Big 12 teams that are, are like, on the outside looking in. And But, it's, I mean, it's so hard when how good this fucking conference is. Because literally every single one of your games is a quad one game. Exactly. Baylor gets a big home win against Texas, 81-72. I can't remember what it started out at, but it was at one point, let me run down here, 21-11 to Texas. Or if you want to get even crazier, 18-4. to Texas got out there red hot. And then, oddly enough, Keontae George goes down with a parent ankle injury for Baylor, and then Baylor just picked it up and yeah. comes back and gets a victory. Yeah, they there were a couple times in this game that they had – some very very impressive runs and like even though texas had that hot start like still seemed like baylor was in control the majority of this game like a- after the hot start it w- baylor controlled that game come away with a nine point victory i can't remember exactly what it was at halftime but 29 27 and then just a d- up and after down that, the court after that. It was yeah, maybe it was more like second half. I, I'm pretty. This game was going on while I was at work, so I like half-ass paid attention to. Yeah, I think the, even though I had Baylor minus two and a half. Yes, good cash there. Jalen Bridges played out of his mind. Seventeen points, eight rebounds, four blocks. If he can continue to, it's kind of the Jalen Bridges we kind of expected going in the year. He's kind of been up and down. If he can play like this, Baylor's going to have no problem in the tournament. I think they can possibly be a team that wins the national title kansas state picks up a win on the road against oklahoma state 73 to 68 i keep doubting kansas state i finally jumped on the bandwagon they lost a couple games i jumped back off i don't know how this team wins games but great win stillwater hell yeah i mean this is my fucking team man it was it was a battle i mean oklahoma state like i know they might be another big i know the odds say they're in right now but big 12 bubble team that they fought the whole damn game, and Kansas State just comes away with the win. It was just great game all around. Yeah, if you can get if you can pick up a win on the road in the Big Twelve, like no matter what, that's that's a good win. 
Yeah, I mean, oh. there's a reason that even though Kansas State on a neutral site is the better team, that Oklahoma State was favored in this game. As of right now, Oklahoma State is still an 11 seed, according to Bracket Matrix. Back, If you don't know anything about bad Bracket Matrix, it's basically a combination of all the big bracketologist sites, and they kind of just throw them all together and get a consensus. Honestly, still, Joe Lenardi is probably the GOAT, and he gets he's probably the best to you know, base it off of, but he hasn't put one out yet. Still, last update of the 24th. Yeah, I know. Come on, Joe. What are you doing, buddy? Pretty soon, he does it, like, literally every day. No, I know. He literally, yeah, it's he does it during the day and by the hour, almost. He's a legend. Especially on the Saturday. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday. It's when it comes in at full Yeah, and also, just looking at betting odds, I'm pretty sure Oklahoma State's minus 185 to make the tournament right now. Yeah, that. Seems like they should be fine. I'm honestly not exactly sure what their schedule is down the stretch. They might. The problem is, like you say, you need to win a couple games in your tournament. It's kind of hard to win in the yeah, Big Twelve. It's very they, hard to win games in the Big Twelve. Well, I should know their schedule because tonight they play Baylor at home, and then Saturday. Oh yeah, so, so should I? Because uh, yeah, and then we on share the a brain <laughs> on the road at Texas Tech. They're not projected to win either of those games, and then um. I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. Oklahoma, eleven point win at Iowa State. They continue to be the hardest team in the fucking nation to figure out. Yeah, that's a huge, huge road win, and I'm starting to be worried. We have, there was a pivotal point of this season where you had a choice to make. You either picked Kansas State or picked Iowa State. You went on to Kansas State. I rode Iowa State and. Goddamn, Connor, you made the right choice because this Iowa State team's trending I mean, in the wrong against, direction. I, I mean, against you, I normally make the right decision. You made a very good decision tonight. <laughs> I mean, they have lost, what is this, one, two, three, four, five, six. They've lost nine of their last 13 games. And, like, here's the thing is, like, we talked about them be, them on the road. This game was at home and you lost by 11. To the worst team in the Big 12. Yeah, I... Granted, we say the Big 12, yeah. we say still, this again and game. again, but still, like, they're, like, Oklahoma is not in, like, that top, like, that tier whatsoever. They're at the bottom of the Big 12. You, yeah, honestly, they're, if they're, you're doing tiers, it's probably one through nine tier one, and then ten tier by itself, Oklahoma. Yeah, I... I mean, I know Oklahoma had the close game against Texas. They've had these close games in the Big 12, but still, Iowa State's supposed to be at the fucking top. The inability to close games out, too. You were up 28-23 to at half. Well, I mean, I know they were ranked high, but man, they're just falling apart lately. Another team I think might have had their uh, NCAA tournament bubble hopes bursted, (sighs) TCU... Goes into Lubbock, gets a win, 83-82. Connor, I think Texas Tech has to win the Big 12 tournament at this point. But <sighs> I will say, when the bracket comes out, they're going to be one of the teams. I can't remember exactly how they do it, but any of their games, if they win, if they went out their last two games and then win a couple of games in the tournament, those are four quad one wins. Now, ultimately, yeah, you their last – or no, the they have a game Tuesday that – it's going to be a big spread, but, I mean, you're playing at Kansas. Projected 10. I know. I know. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if the, if you are able to pull that off, it helps your chances. But, I mean, we're not, this you're going into Lawrence. It's not. I will say, since we are a betting show, if I get 10, I'm taking Texas Tech. Yeah, I mean, I will take Texas Tech. I because here's the thing: is no matter they're not gonna at no point will there be any give up with this team. They're gonna be keep fighting, and I mean, after what you saw West Virginia do, Kansas is susceptible. So, exactly. I I mean, I did take Texas Tech at plus I think three hundred to make the tournament, and it throughout the week people were losing and the odds dropped. Now they've gone up more, but yeah, I'm still hoping and praying that maybe there's a chance, but yeah, I, it was tough. You had a great second half comeback against TCU, but you just came one point short. And like we said, unfortunately, there are no moral victories. No, and it sucks. 
in college basketball. Moving over to the Big Ten, obviously there was a really good big game against two ranked teams, but I want to start with Iowa and Michigan State. The most bad shit fucking crazy game ever. Probably what most people got out of it was the Fran McCaffrey <laughs> the stare down of the referee. Listen, the stare down happened. And after that, college basketball went all the way full on downhill. Like, let's see. I can't remember the exact numbers, but with 48 seconds left, Jaden Akins makes a free throw to make it 96 to 86 with 48 seconds left. I I, I mean, 90 there. I had it 91-78. Or, or you can have that too. Yeah, with and, a minute 34 left. And like, after that 48 seconds, Connor McCaffrey, Chris Murray, Patrick McCaffrey, and Connor McCaffrey again, and then Peyton Sanders all make threes to force overtime. And at the end of it, Iowa pulls off a victory at 112-106. I had Michigan State plus 6.5, and, and I absolutely couldn't believe it. That I almost lost this freaking bet. This is... I, you know what the funny part is, though? Huh? It was... I took an alt spread at minus 125. So the casual better that took Michigan State backed them at five and a half and would have lost. So I was I got lucky. Got lucky there. But still, so the majority of people that backed Michigan State took an L because of this that one of, comeback. I'm one of the worst beats probably ever. But man on the other side, this is like the high. this is the ultimate tape. For any coach out there that says you are never out of it no matter what. Just go stare down the referee. That was hilarious. And did not get teed up. Like, like that. How I know people were talking about, and you even said it, and you were surprised he didn't get teed up. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. He just stared that ref. And they, they kept getting closer. <laughs> yeah, and then that's literally that's how it ended up. And I'm telling you right now, I still still believe in this Michigan State team come March. I don't know why. That here's the thing. You blew you went into Iowa and you should have won the game. You didn't. I can't fault you that much when you they didn't do anything wrong. They made I think they didn't really miss any of their free throws. They missed one at the end on the very last possession, but it wasn't like they went in there and just kept bricking free throws and allowed Iowa to come back. Iowa just got hot and made their last five threes. They did what teams should do to close it out. You'd like to be able to pass the ball, move around, burn a little clock, but I still can't fault them that much. I still like Michigan State. Yeah, just, I mean, one of the most insane comebacks. I mean, you can't say anything more about it for Iowa, but, yeah, on the flip side for Michigan State, like, you still firm control of your own destiny. Just, I mean, for them, this win. It's a game you were projected to lose. It's not really going to hurt your. It's just a tough pill to swallow. And some teams, like, after something like that, you let something like that happen, they could crumble or rise from it. So, yeah, it's it's one or the other. You can, some teams could. I'm trying to be supportive of you, even though I hate Michigan State. Indiana goes into Purdue in Mackey. Pulls out a victory, 79-71. to 71. The Jalen Hood-Shafino show goes off for 35-7. and seven. Fucking hell of a game from him. I think it's also reflective of Purdue, and I think I'm really, really, really starting to worry about this team come March. Um, give me a match. Like looking at Lenardi's last bracket... You and I saw the matchup that they had in the second round. Give me any team that has a good center, and I'm gonna be so I'm gonna be so worried about this particular team. A good center and athletic wings yeah. is also what we need. If, if as we're talking about what we were discussing is that the second round matchup had potentially against Kentucky. And if they play, if Purdue plays Kentucky in that second round, wasn't who wasn't NC State who played Kentucky too? I think no, Boise. Okay, so it depends on what bracket you're looking at. I've seen some with NC State, and that also worried me with DJ Burns. Yeah, I mean, again, like that's all that you need to potentially like 
I'm not saying every time every time they play a good center, they're gonna lose, but it's gonna it messes with their game plan. Their game plan is eighty, and if you are able to disturb that, like the like Indiana was, yeah, it's and you can look at the box score and be like, well, he still went off for twenty six and sixteen. This it just wasn't efficient. There was no efficiency. There he was eight for seventeen. No, so from the many field. times I watched the game and he's just got his hands on his head like. Yeah, just was they like they, they made him, they made him struggle. And there were a lot of turnovers and them like worried about trying to get him the ball that were end up being forced. And the biggest thing for me out of this game, Trace Jackson Davis really offensively until this he was held scoreless at half. He ends up finishing with ten, eight, and seven. And like Jalen Huchafino just carried the team. I think at the at halftime, Trace Jackson Davis was 0 for one from the field. And this team still went into Mackey and got a win. Yeah, and it, it basically the complete opposite like way of winning it that they did at home, where Trace was the one that was doing the work. Shafino was doing the work this time. So, did you watch the whole game? Yeah. Okay. So, do you remember at the very end when Trace throws like a behind his back? The game was already over, and mm. then Miller Miller Cop picks it up, goes down there and dunks it at yeah. the very last possession. That stupid assist ca- cashed a parlay that I had on Trace's like points assist rebounds. Oh my! With god. like ten seconds left, I'm like, oh my god, don't like lay it up, just lay it up, like don't pull it out and dribble the clock at him. Went up and dunked it. If I was at home, he probably would have pulled it out, but it's just some stupid bet that ended up getting lucky there. I hey, listen, after the parlay I told you about, I will take the dumbest way of making money possible. Yeah. I had a parlay that had. UCLA money line in it and Rutgers money line in it. But I mean, we'll get to that game in a second. Maryland on Sunday here beats Northwestern 75 to 59. Maryland continues to just be absolutely dominant at home. Worry me a little bit. They've got two wins away from Maryland. They're in and outside of the big 10. You know what their big non-com wins are? I can't remember. It's not Louisville, oh, the God. worst team in the ACC. Oh, God. Georgetown. Oh, God. The worst team in the Big East. And I want to say it was... IUPUI? No, it's another Green big... Bay. Green Bay, sorry. It's UC... It might be Cal. It's oh, one God. Of the... It's, it's the worst... <laughs> the trifecta of the worst... I actually want to figure out what that is before we that, that They I'm... beat... They so they had the Louisville win. Mm-hmm. They beat... No, they didn't play Georgetown. What was their other one? They actually did beat Miami, Florida. Hey. That's a good one. I'm not saying that's a really damn good win. They beat the shit out of them. Fuck you. But it was on a neutral. Mm-hmm. Anyways, good win for Maryland. I am not really taking a lot from that game. I still think Northwestern's good, and I still think Maryland's pretty good. Yeah. Your Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, shit. Get a win, and I am starting to worry about my future on Illinois. Yeah, same here. Same here. Fuck. Who knew my own team could fucking do this to me? Shit. I Did mean, you fade them? Yeah. <laughs> I don't give you. I don't give you. Illinois money line and some parlays. <laughs> oh, God damn it. My own team bites me in the ass. But no, like, I know I sound like an absolute terrible fan. I'm sorry. I will take money wherever I can. I wasn't I wasn't gonna bet Michigan against Ohio State, but goddamn if I didn't think Michigan was the right side in that fucking game. I mean, I can't blame it. That I I that I can't. it's hard to look at how bad you're when you watch a team game in and game out and see how bad they are and wonder why are they favored in these games. You're gonna want to fade them, but I just, I know I sound like a fucking terrible fan, but yeah, I mean. The one thing that worried me is like when Shannon's off, Illinois starts to crumble a little bit because they kind of relied on Hawkins a lot and he really wasn't hitting that much. No, and then you also, when Shannon's off, Matthew Meyer thinks he just has the ultimate green light and will take any shot. Yeah, and then he gets dunked on by Bryce. Yes. I'll tell you what, though. You guys lost, or you guys won. The season's a wash. I mean, you guys should win the Big Ten tournament. Fortin is going to be a star. 
I really, really like him. Yeah, I Bruce has starting starting to come. Like this is the one thing that don't is kind of good about. So, this is a, don't, don't do, get too good. No, too quick. no. If like all of a sudden Bruce like leads us to the tournament, we make a final four run, and then like oh no, Rice and Bruce. Oh shit. No, I really, really like that kid. <laughs> nah, but I mean that is the like. It's kind of a downside, but it's a plus side for us is that we're starting to play our younger players a lot more. Opara has been doing a lot better. Weakest technical foul they called on Eugene Brown. Yes. Terrible, terrible. Yes. All he did was I completely talk forgot. Bit. I completely forgot about that. Didn't matter. We yeah. spent way too long on Ohio State, Illinois. <laughs> Michigan beats Wisconsin 87-79 in overtime off of a turnaround three by Hunter Dickinson at the buzzer to force overtime. Another so, bad beat for anybody that had Wisconsin plus five and a half. So funny thing was before or dirt right right as this game was wrapping up, so I thought I had to go play in a Sam volleyball tournament. And yeah, it, it just to clarify, indoor. Um shout out we won the championship. Uh good for you, buddy. But um I left because I think that Wisconsin was up three, and they had just gotten fouled after Michigan had missed, like, a three attempt. And so I'm like, okay, Wisconsin's probably going to win this game. I get to the place where we would play Sam Volleyball. Oh, Michigan fucking won? What? And then I see the three, and I'm like, god damn, why didn't you fucking foul? Why didn't you fucking foul? That is is the one person that you want to foul. But I guess at the same time, it's like I'm not Hunter shooting a turnaround like thirty footer. Well, and I guess guard was telling them to foul. Yeah, it just the guy uh, I can't remember who it was went for the ball, and the ball was a, Hunter was able to tip it over to himself and shoot it at the buzzer. Just miraculous, improbable, holy shit! Just continuing. This is the March trend in Michigan. Still outside of the bubble, but definitely trending in the right direction. I think that I think this win secured their spot. I really, I think it did. I don't know, man. It was a home win against, Ohio, or against Wisconsin. I don't. It's gonna be very, the num- very close. But the fact that in overtime, what did they end up winning by? Eight. Yeah, when you look at that, I granted it was in overtime. I just think that's gonna look a lot better. They have two big games at Illinois and at Indiana to wrap the season up. They're probably gonna still need. Some conference wins. I will say, if they did anything in their non-con, they'd have been saved. They are 11-7 and in, in the Big Ten. Rutgers 59, Penn State 56, and other two teams like fighting on the bubble. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, you'd think, judging by that score, it was a battle. No, no. I mean, okay, battle at the end, but my God was – like, I had them money line in the parlay, and I just stopped paying attention until, like, there was about a minute 30, and I'm like – Oh, Rutgers isn't out of this. Yes. Come, come from behind. They were down 10 at halftime. They were trailing, I think it was by like almost 17 points into the second half. They were down 40 to 23 in the second half. They were down, I know, like what I've written down was they were down 10 at half. Yeah, they were down 42 to 23 when they took a timeout with 17 minutes left and came back and win. That is a gritty, gritty Rutgers team who probably honestly needed that win. Yeah. To stay, they were going to be, they're flirting with the bubble there a little bit. Penn State, I think your season's probably coming to an end here. Jalen Pickett started off red hot at 11 in the first, did not score in the second half. And I can't remember, I think Lundy ended up not hitting any. Yep. Seth Lundy, a Z- zero for 12 from three, was zero, uh, 0 for 11 from three. And he was on the season a 43% free throw. Yeah, that, like, the fact that Penn State had pulled out to such a lead and he wasn't that effective, but then when Rutgers started to come back, that's when his inefficiency to hit shots really started to hurt Penn State. If he just hits two of them, they win. A whole different game. And then an awesome ending at the end when the McConnell strips the ball on their like, I third attempt. I completely forgot that he was still on the team. Yeah, like, he's like, one of those guys that won't go away. Yeah, literally, like, I'm, but, and that's the thing. He's such a good defender. Moving on, Big East, Marquette beats DePaul 90 84. Tyler Cole at 22 and 14. He is the Big East player of the year. I 
don't really care what anybody else has to say. UConn got a big win on the road, but the big story from Saturday is Villanova takes care of Creighton at home 79-67 to in a game that Creighton, honestly, after the first seven minutes, was never in. Yeah, that was, um, as somebody who had a very nice parlay that had Creighton Moneyline being the only loser on it. I had was, Creighton in a lot of things, too. That, that, that really sucked. I was so confident in them at least beating Villanova. But. Aaron Dixon was 6-for-8 from 3 with 31 points. Yeah. So it wasn't even Justin Moore or Cam Whitmore out there doing less of the damage. It was Dixon. At least it was kind of over quick. <laughs> yeah, it was one that like there was never even a flirt with like coming back. Yeah. That was it. It was the game started and the game was basically over. And really that was all we really have in the Big East. Providence beat Georgetown Sunday. Shocker, right? Yeah. Saturday in the SEC though was all was great. Alabama beats Arkansas 86 to 83. I don't care about the pregame thing. I'm not talking about it. He de- he does it every game. Yeah, I don't. I care. understand that in the light of everything. Yeah, maybe this is the one time you do not want to do it. But stop making everything a damn story when it's not. Yes, it, that's not a story. Talk about the real thing. Don't bring other stupid shit in there. Alabama beats Arkansas 86-83. Like I said, shitty thing was is I had Alabama minus I think eight and a half, and with like a minute thirty left, looked like I was. Cruise into a win. No. Arkansas comes fighting back here. I'm telling you, I am all in on Arkansas right now. Really? I think this is an Elite Eight. This that surprises me. Dude, that, since Nick Smith's been back. I know, but I know your opinion on the coach at times. Eric Musselman can piss me off, but man, has he got his team to the Elite Eight the last two seasons. Yeah, this team definitely has a lot of fight. That I, I honestly surprised me because I do like this Arkansas team. So, I mean... Yeah, just now I don't know if they're going to make the Elite Eight, but I think this is a team that's capable if they get a good draw. Yeah, if they get a good draw, they could definitely pull an upset somewhere. You know, shout out to Nick Smith too for coming back from that injury. He did not have to do that. His drafts, people are like, he's coming back for his draft spot or stock. He was a top ten draft pick regardless. Yeah. Like good for him for coming back and playing. And he's got this team firing basically. I think Mississippi State clinched their spot into the tournament with a win over Texas A and M sixty nine sixty two. Yeah, and it secured uh, number one for Alabama. Yes. Um, probably the biggest story from Saturday was just the utter fucking ass-kicking Kentucky put on Auburn. 86-54. to 54. Fucking amazing win, dude. I like. I think I had Kentucky minus two and a half. Saw it coming from a mile. I wasn't yeah. expecting this much of an ass-kicking, but wow. I saw that number, and I was like, dude, they're what like Auburn is not good Auburn does not need to be in the and like this Kentucky team like now I I told you about it I do have a play on them to make the final four at plus 1100 yeah I this team just seems to be hitting their stride at the right time and like at that was a team that you did not want to be playing at home after having their back against the wall people questioning Cal yeah Auburn Buzzsaw. Shout out to Missouri real quick. Just took care of business against Georgia. They were starting to kind of worry me a little bit. Yeah, a lot like other than the Bama-Arkansas game and the Mississippi uh, State-Texas A&M game, a lot of absolute ass kickings. You had Mizzou dominating Georgia. Obviously, we talked about Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee, dog walk, South Carolina by 40. Sneaky kind of like blowout. Vandy wins by 16 at Flo- or if they versus just Florida. didn't fuck up against LSU, they would be right there. Exactly, the man. Fucking season sweep of Florida. That's pretty much what killed them there was that. But I still think they got a shot, man. I don't, I don't know. I, you every time team. I doubt this Vandy team, they do something to fucking bring me back in. All right, let's go to the Pac-12 here. God damn. Well, because we always go by based on conferences. Well, no, I know, but no, I was saying for what happened this weekend in this conference, especially with the two best teams. Yes, Arizona State shocks Arizona 89-88 off Cambridge's near three-quarters court buzzer beater. Dude, I was watching that ball, and I'm like, that's in. That looked in. in. 
That's in. Holy shit. I've never seen a more. When you see a half court, half the time in bank, most of the time in bank's in. That was a straight swish. That was wet. That was. And I, I don't know who it was that was over there. I can't remember. But did the most laissez-faire defense. I know you don't expect a guy to bang in a 60-foot jump shot at the buzzer, but still. You got to get a hand put, in the just face. Just put your hand up. Exactly. You got to do something there, man. And then Arizona State is definitely going to be right there on the edge of the bubble. I think on bracket, bracket matrix, they're the first team out as of right now. Plus 185 to make it into the tournament. I took it. I think that I, on in my opinion, they made it in on that shot. Yes. and then, I, I just want to believe that. <laughs> and, man, Arizona's starting to worry me a little bit. I told you, man, I or we were texting back and forth on Saturday, like, Arizona's going to be on early upset alert for me. If they have a team with some uh, – they go up against a team with some really good guards, I definitely worry about them. They And Balo and Tubelis on the court at the same time, it just – it's almost to the point where I think you either need to choose one or do the Travion Williams, Zach Eady thing that Painter did at Purdue last year and just keep – they cannot play on the court at the same time. It just doesn't really work, unfortunately. Really, the only other significance one of Sunday was UCLA goes into Colorado, grits a game out, down at half by two, 60-56. Awesome, awesome, awesome ending. Bona blocks a shot when Colorado is down to two emphatically, and that ball just rolls all the way down to a fast break and leads to a— Yeah, that was like as somebody who took UCLA live at minus two and a half when they were down— that was just such an amazing play. And eventually just ends up to a win. Amari Bailey grabs it, dunks it in, and UCLA pulls out a win. And I'm not really – I mean, they covered the spread, I believe. I think it was three and a half was what it ended up at. So it's a tough place to play, and it's a it's a road game in the Pac-12. Like, I'm not really going to downplay UCLA that much. To the ACC, Connor, your conference. It's weird calling you an ACC guy. <laughs> Is UNC like turning it up? I, I mean, let's let's calm down a little bit. This was their first quad one win out of nine. It was their first quad one win out of ten because they were zero and nine. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, but the, like like I said with Kentucky and another team that we're going to talk about in the ACC. Fuck, they're starting to hit their stride at the right time. Yep, 71-63 over Virginia. But how much of that was being at home? Yes, and I just, here's the thing. They are the same team. It is practically the same team from a year ago. The only difference was Pete Nance had a good game today, but he's not Brady Manic. And I still have a lot of questions, and I still, they're still not in the tournament. So let's calm down. There's If they don't win at Duke this weekend, they're going to need to fuck some stuff up in the ACC tournament to get in. And as of right now, Everything's going to be pointing to a victory at, at at home against Duke. But there's a couple players on that Duke team. Like Jeremy Roach is going to be pretty fired up for this game. And I see Connor Holiday over there placing bets on DraftKings as we're doing the podcast. I'm kind of interested to see what that is. Well, speak, speak of uh, a team that you were talking about. Speaking of the Blue Devils, um, just place a bet on them. But uh, just what we're, who we're, oh, we're talking about UNC. Sorry, everybody. Well, I was about uh, to talk about... Florida State and Miami. Oh fuck was you! Gonna, that's right, what I was I'm gonna keep move placing bets. Don't talk to me. As somebody who had fucking Miami minus, what was it, fourteen and a half? Yeah, fourteen and a half at halftime. I felt great. I was trying to figure out how I was gonna spend that fucking money. God damn, dude, that was fucking bad, man. Well, at least it wasn't a, up like, twenty five at one point in the first half. It is a bad beat. But at least it, there was a point of the game where you're like, okay, my bet's going to lose. Yeah, but I still wanted them to fucking yeah, get the win. Team. Now, they did play without Nigel Pack. Yes. Which did hurt. And this is not the same Florida State team that was just getting the shit kicked out of them at the beginning of the year. No. The team that lost to Stetson, that's not the same Florida State team. They're no, the one thing that the one thing that Florida State didn't take advantage of, well, the yeah, the one thing the Florida State didn't take advantage of in the first half was they couldn't make a fucking shot. In the second half, they were Couldn't goddamn unconscious. 
they they were just hitting every shot. I remember on the run they were shooting eighty five percent, and typical Miami fashion, they weren't going to call a timeout to try to break it. And by the time they finally called the timeout, well, it's a four point game. And honestly, we haven't even said anything. Cleveland Matthew Cleveland makes a well, it was probably like a thirty five footer at the buzzer. Still a hell of a shot. And I mean, right after Miami splashes a three to take the lead by two, just fucking tough. But like I said, no Nigel Pack. The one advantage that they do have, and I was talking to you about this earlier, they do not play again until Saturday. And when they do play again on Saturday, that that is going to be against Pitt. And that ultimately can decide who's going to win first place. Yes, and then a team, probably the most surprising game of the weekend, and honestly, like, I know they were down a lot of halftime, came back and won. What shocked me more was Clemson just boat racing, NC State. Yeah, dude, I was on NC State, man, and at least it was fucking over quick. Yeah, they were up, what was it, 54 to 29 and a half. Like, look, they shot 22 free throws. They made practically all of them. They're the best free throw shooting team in the ACC. And they went 10 or 19 from three. I mean, collectively as a team, they shot 60% from the field. I know a little bit of that is defense, but again, if a team's shooting 60% from the field, 82% from the line, and 52% from three, I don't care who you are. It's going to be tough to win that game. Yeah. Awesome win for Clemson. I think they're probably going to be safe as of right now unless they just have a complete meltdown towards the end. Pitt dominates Syracuse. Duke dominates Virginia Tech. Both of these teams keep rolling. Really, the only other game outside of the major conferences is obviously the showdown in Spokane this weekend. Gonzaga got their revenge over St. Mary's. I clicked on the wrong conference. I can't remember the score. Oh. That was the very, very late game. They come back, get the revenge, 77-68. to 68. Connor, I'm starting to believe in the Bulldogs a little bit here. The uh, big win over St. Mary's. Yeah, I mean, kind like I'm not gonna fully ever count Gonzaga out, but also at the same time, I'm not like gonna put a Final Four future on them. I don't know. I think this team kind of has a ceiling, and honestly, I think that ceiling might be like only eight, maybe. Yeah, I just don't. it's all gonna depend on the draw. Mahaney was practically a no show. Yeah, was three for ten from the field. That's a freshman for you playing in Spokane, like. That shit's going to happen a little bit. Yeah, but, I mean, this was wire-to-wire win for Gonzaga. Never. They led literally the whole game. So, yeah. Have you, Connor, seen how the WCC does their tournament? No. One of the most interesting ways of doing a tournament seeding. So, basically, they do 10-7 and play Mm -hmm. and then 8-9 and play. Winner takes on 6-5. and Winner of that would take on three and four winner of that takes on one and two so if you're the 10 seed if you want to win the tournament you have to win five games jesus christ so the one and two seeds have to win two games my god which i honestly kind of like because this way i know like at large regardless if gonzaga or st mary's don't win it they're both getting in still Uh uh-huh but if you if you want your best team to get in the tournament maybe that's how you should do it like, if you want Kent State or Toledo to get in, you make your tournament that way because now they only have to win a couple games. No, I get, I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, that's crazy still that they do their tournament like that, but, I mean, fucking West Coast people, what can I say? Yep, so we're about <laughs> 40 minutes in, Connor. Before we get to picks in an outlook here, we do have some odds. Oh, I thought you were about to do an ad read right there. <laughs> yeah, we were presented by on nicotine pouches. I have three in my mouth right now. Um, I'm going to go and give you a little rundown of some of the conference tournaments and some of the odds of basically like who I think is going to win and what kind of value because we do have conference tournament games tonight. All right, start off with the American here. Obviously, the pick who I think is going to win is Houston. Yeah. But you're going to get no value. It's minus 320. If you want any value there, the only team I can see winning it otherwise is Memphis, plus 500. I wanted to say Temple. I want, I'm about to say Temple. <laughs> but if you want to throw a dollar at Temple, go ahead. Battle and Dunn are two of the best guards in the league, but I just don't see that happening. 
the A Sun, Liberty is minus two ten to win the conference. I think they all they got the two seed, but I think they ultimately get it done. Darius McGee is by far the best player in the country, or the country in the conference. James Youngblood's up there too at Kennesaw, but it's not gonna happen. If you want any value, Stetson's a plus two thousand. They have they eh, Florida State's not a quad one win. That's gonna be quad two win over Florida State. They also beat UCF. And they're, they play so goddamn slow, and they're just super, super efficient. The Big South, Connor, I want you to place a bet on this. UNC Asheville is my pick to win it at plus 270, and my value is UNC Asheville at plus 270 because they are not the favorite. It's Longwood. Uh, they have the best, by far the best player in the Big South, Drew Pember. He is the Nikola Jokic of the Big stop South. Stop it. Stop it right now. He stop really it. really is. You know what happens when you say this shit. He can do anything on the court, so that's my pick there. Horizon, I'm going to go with Youngstown, plus 165. If you want any value, Cleveland State, Wright State, plus 460, plus 500. Even Milwaukee, at plus 1,000, I don't hate. Uh, Missouri Valley, Bradley's one in this conference. Plus 200, they're going to get in there. It seems like it's just a storybook ending for this team for the season. Got their first regular season Missouri Valley conference title in a minute. And they've also just always performed well in, in Arch Madness. Value, Southern Illinois, I just I it's the best number and they're all kind of near there. I think Drake is the favorite though, and that is a veteran team. In the NEC, here's my value pick here, Connor. So Mary Mac is minus one fifteen. They're probably gonna win the conference. They can't make the tournament. Unfortunately, it's stupid. But how about you take St. Francis at plus a I think it was plus a thousand last time I looked. They have the best player in the conference, and Mary Mac is three hundred and sixteenth in Ken Palm. And they are the favorites to win the conference. That's how close everybody is here. They're just all bad. <laughs> and I would just rather take the best player. Colgate's winning the Patriot League. I'm telling you right now, they always do. It's plus 200. If you want any value, Navy's plus 400. They've won 10 of the last 12 games. Kept it close against Colgate yesterday at home. And then in the Sun Valley here, draw a name. That's your value. You pick Marshall. You pick James Madison. Pick Louisiana. And pick Southern Miss. Southern Miss is probably the best value. They won the conference outright at plus 550, and they're the fourth team to in the tournament to win there, probably because they were preseason not supposed to be that good, and then they ended up just winning the conference. All right, let's get into some picks here for the next few days. Connor, how many do we have for tonight? Uh, I got one for tonight. Okay, I got a couple, so I'll start off here. I'm taking the under in the Grambling Abathune Cookman game. Grambling is 10 and 4 to the under on the road. They dictate pace. Their defense is the bread and butter. Neither team's offense is any damn good. I think the possessions are going to be very low, and I think it's going to be hard to get over the 137.5. So I'll shoot it over to you. All right. Going to keep it sweet and simple. Baylor, minus 1.5. I also have Baylor. Yeah. I mean,. I'm sorry, I I don't care that this game's at Oklahoma State. I know this is terrible, terrible spot to be taking Baylor. I'm throwing caution to the wind. I know Oklahoma State fully has their back against the wall trying to make it to the tournament, even though they're kind of really on the inside looking in, as a weird way to say yeah. it. I know everyone has them in, but still, on the bubble, you're still like... Still looking like every opportunity to make it in. I don't care. This Baylor team is the far superior team. You couldn't beat Kansas State at home. I don't think you're going to beat Baylor at home. Classic spot, too, where they're going to try to show that we can win without our star freshman. Keontae George is not playing tonight. But, uh, yeah, I like Baylor, too. I think there's just a giant talent differential and – Scott Drew's on the other side. I don't, the way thing doesn't scare me when Scott Drew's over there. All right. So here is, I have either, here's what I have here. It's kind of hard to explain. I have two, we have two A Sun tournament games tonight. I either want to parlay them at plus 206 with the money line or take the one that I'm more confident in and just take the two and a half with North Florida. So here's the thing in the A Sun. Home court outright has won 70% of the time. The A-Sun plays their tournament games at the higher seeds home court. Oh, I did not know that. So that's another thing. Yes, the A-Sun, whoever, even the championship game. If it's Kennesaw versus Liberty, the game's going to be at Kennesaw. 
Wow. They were the one seed. That's how they do their tournament. Hmm. 70% of the time in the A-Sun, the home team wins. 62% of the time, the home team covers. And I this opened at 4.5. It's down to 2.5. I don't know why North Florida is not favored more over Bellarmine. The only thing I can think of is they actually just beat them Saturday by 12. They're, North Florida is 11-2 at home this season. It has to be because everybody's thinking of what Bellarmine did last year in the ASUN tournament and won the whole thing, ultimately couldn't get into the big dance. Yeah. But Drew Penn's not there. It's not the same Bellarmine team. Bellarmine doesn't defend the three well, and guess what? North Florida is the best three-point shooting team in the conference. I love North Florida, minus two and a half. But also, if you want to parlay them together, I'm taking Queens at home for Florida Gulf Coast. They can't make the tournament either because they're a new team. Again, stupid rule. But that's just a classic. Hey, we're gonna prove that we belong in this conference. I want to make the tournament. This is our. This is this is their March Madness. Is this tournament because it's done after that? So mm-hmm. I like Queens and I like North Florida. All right, uh, heading to Tuesday. Just taking the spot. Virginia minus six and a half versus Clemson. Clemson coming off the high of beating NC State the way that they did. Virginia coming off the loss against UNC where at times it, you did make come clo- uh, close comeback. But I just think that Virginia's going to have a little bit of fire underneath them. They're going to want to prove like, hey, we're still the class of the ACC. I just I, think this is a spot. I do like that too, and it's classic. You're taking them with their backs against the wall to a degree because mm-hmm. if they lose this game it's a it's it's a wrap like everybody's going to be against this virginia team they need mm-hmm. one last shot to kind of prove that they are the class of the acc just like you said i i like that as well tuesday game for me here i'm taking detroit mercy versus ipfw it's minus six it's a little little larger than i would like but here's the thing anton davis have you probably heard is approaching the all-time scoring record of Pistol Pete Maravich. He is 62 points off. He's been averaging like 34 a game over the last like 10 games, basically like trying to break the record. It's just hilarious. I'm telling you, there's something to that. You want to have eyes on your little tiny Horizon League tournament. They're going to get every call. It's in Detroit at their home gym. I think Davis is going to drop 40, and I think they're going to boat race. the. I can't remember the goddamn team name of IPFW for the team that made it to the Horizon League final last year. I love Detroit Mercy in the spot here. All right, we're going to stick in the Horizon And I'm League. telling you, I think that that is going to drop a little bit too. So I would kind of hold off on the six for a minute because I think you're going to get it down to like five, four and a half. We're going to stick in the Horizon League the one last time that I can fade this team. Wright State minus 20 and a half. With their backs against the wall, Connor? Versus Green Bay, the worst team in college basketball. I don't care. This is a high number. Wright State fucking did it. What? I think they covered. Well, no, they covered it, but they were up by like 30, 40 that game. Yeah. I don't care. This is a high number. This is the last time we get to fade Green Bay. Throw it all, throw the whole house on right state minus 20 and a half. That's going to bite me in the ass. So here's what's going to happen in this game. I'm not, don't. So there's stop two it. things that come to mind. Stop if right state gets up early and big, like first 10 minutes, this Green Bay team is rolling over. Yes. So I think that first 10 minutes is going to be huge because Green Bay's like, look, we're all hitting the portal anyway. We have an interim head coach. We're all gone. This season's over. Let's just clean it up. The only little thing that'll worry me here. Nothing worse. Is I remember last season. Stop it. Wright State was up on Oakland by 20 points with six minutes left in the game. In the first round of the tournament game, and Oakland climbed all the way back to get the win. Stop it. But guess what? This Green Bay team fucking stinks. Exactly. 20 and a half is a big number, but what are you going to do? Put your your money on Green Bay? Fuck no, we're not doing that. No. God, no. Um, The only other game I have for Tuesday is I'm – this this might be dumb – I don't care if it's dumb. I'm taking Michigan State minus three against Nebraska. I really want to battle you on this. I, I, you can look. I have Nebraska plus three written down 
But then I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it to you. It's a fact of what spot do you like better? Nebraska that has a little outside shot maybe of fucking around and making some noise if they can get to the yes absolutely that side the michigan state that just had the worst loss in college basketball history not of history okay because do you remember the texas a&m come back against northern iowa with alex caruso yeah yeah that's the top one but one of the worst definitely of the season i think you got to go out and show show mike hey that was a fuck up we're gonna bury this team michigan state can play on the road I want to fight you so bad. I, I wouldn't blame you here. And Taminga is electric. Exactly. But he's not Tyson Walker. Tyson Walker's a better point guard than he is. And I I like Michigan I'll be State nice and I will only sprinkle on the money line. Deal. <laughs> Are you done? All right. One last oh, yeah, for one – I got one for uh, Tuesday. And then I got three projected lines I want to just okay. give out really quick. Uh, but as for Tuesday – I'm taking your team, buddy. Duke minus five against NC State. I'm starting to worry about this NC State team, especially after what Clemson just did. But also on the other side, on the flip side, this Duke team's hitting their fucking stride, man. And you're going to tell me that at home, you're only laying five. Take it every day. Yeah, I like I like that too. And they've won four in a row with some, which should be five in a row after getting bullshit called against Virginia. Yeah, like their Duke's stock has never been higher. In my yes, eyes. I have the fu- I have a future on them as well to make the Final Four. I think they're really hitting their stride, man. Uh, do you have any projected lines for Wednesday? All right, I do not. I got three quick ones, just because we can only fade them one more time. USF minus twelve versus Tulsa. That's what Ken Palm has it at. Anything close to that, take it. Tulsa, the worst covering team in america have only covered three games i believe the whole season i have been betting against them the last like couple weeks i don't care fade them uh creighton minus 20 against georgetown again i'm going off of what Palm has creighton after the bad loss to villanova i think they're really going to want to flex their muscles against georgetown and then the last one tcu minus one against texas I, I don't know. Again, we're going off of what Ken Palm has. Vegas is always typically close. If if TCU is an underdog, I love it even more, but I think they're going to be favored in this game. I hope it's a small one, but still, I love this. TCU starting to hit their stride, man. Um, The only other one I would give you is going to be on Wednesday. It's a 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. 6 a.m. tip. 6 p.m. tip. I think the line's going to be around two or three. It's neutrals for the Big South tournament. I like Charleston Southern over High Point. They always perform well and fuck shit up in the first couple rounds of the Big South tournament. And it's a team that's kind of underachieved a little bit. They're not supposed to be that good, but I thought they'd be a little more middle of the pack. And High Point, sorry to Tubby's son, he's not a good coach. And we're in tournament time. That's kind of when you need to be at your best on every level and especially on the coach's side. So I would lean more towards Charleston Southern in that first game. If you're going to bet any conference tournament games, definitely take a look and make sure. I know for a fact the Horizon starts off at home. The A-Sun starts off games at home. Just make sure when you're handicapping the games where the games are going to be. Is it on a neutral? If it's in a neutral near a team's home stadium, like that obviously comes into effect there. Just pay attention to little things like that because there's going to be some things that will shock you. You'll be like, well, I'm going to bet this team because they're, they're like really good on the road. But, hey, actually – a road neutral, the game's actually at their actual home stadium because that's how their conference does it. Especially those little conferences, who knows what the hell they do there. So we will see you guys Friday. Enjoy the first week of conference tournaments, and we're out of here. Peace!